Imagine if you were a cartoonist and uh, you did diary cartoons and you broke up with another cartoonist that did diary yeah. cartoons and you all were yeah, both yeah, yeah. at the same time yeah, at yeah. the same show. No, like different books at the same show. So you can get both sides of the story. That's see, that's the comic civil war I want to read about. Comic civil war, you got to pick a side. I don't want to fucking read about (laughs) Iron Man fucking joining the Patriot Act or some shit. I want to hear about like two two petty ass people breaking up. I want to see an argument. Yeah, I want to see a breakup argument uh, drawn by both people involved. Hell yes! Whoa, dude, that's a good idea. Exactly, gloves off, just real shit. Idea, fuck. Yeah, break up with some, go fucking start dating Dylan. Start dating a cartoonist a and then idea. like <laughs> just so we can get that content. Yeah, be a bestseller. Boom. If any uh, you know ladies <laughs> are you know wanting to meet somebody at Cake or CZS, yes, you can hit up Drug up, Dogs man. over yeah. here. And then you know, I think you all should break up around August. So when SPX rolls around, we can have like the disc books on each other done. Like little mini zines. Yeah. Dude, honestly, <laughs> man, it would suck because inevitably I would date someone who is a much better illustrator than me. So to have like my shitty drawings and then her really awesome drawings <laughs> in the same book, just juxtaposing. <laughs> you just walk up, you're like, uh, yeah, hey girl, uh, I really like you, but can I see your portfolio first? <laughs> sure. Be like, all right, this sucks. We can keep dating. Back to Butter Boys. This is episode two. I'm JB with your uh, co-host Cam, and we have a guest host today. Uh, his name is Dylan. Y'all might know him as Drug Dogs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Dylan, say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. Here in the studio with you guys. Yeah, we're here in uh, Drug Dogs HQ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we call it the. Uh, what is that the called? Pleasure I guess cave, that's the Pleasure like, Grotto. Hell yeah! The oh, the Pleasure, pleasure grotto. grotto. I like that. <laughs> nice, Gutter Boys Pleasure Grotto. I like the ring of that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So today we're gonna just talk a little bit about what is actually making us excited about comics, if anything at all. I feel like last time, uh, while it was very cathartic to uh, kind of point out all the terrible. Uh, trappings of comic books and making them i figured let's change gears and talk a little about what does make us excited about the medium what makes us continue doing what we do um outside of just like poor life decisions so uh yeah we'll start with uh you Dylan, since you're the guest cool um yeah i mean honestly between the three of us i would say i probably have the least working knowledge of like (laughs) like nitty-gritty comic kind of stuff Um, but, uh, in terms of the things that really excite me, I would say I definitely come from the world of like zines and self-publishing, um, oftentimes kind of associated with subcultures like hardcore and punk and and all that kind of shit. So, um, I'm seeing personally, there's a lot of people in like that hardcore for lack of a better term community I'm seeing are starting to parlay a lot of those talents from being in bands and and DIY and touring and are starting to make comics like there's this dude Nick and I'm going to mispronounce his last name it's uh, Kukway or Kukway something like that but anyway he does this manga called uh, Detroit Mecha Police super good Um, and it rocks yeah and he's like he's like insanely good and he's working on the second one so he's got like I don't know like long form chops and it's just I'm seeing a lot of people from like that world of punk and hardcore who are like taking it into 
like you know just another another avenue that's that is going to get like a bigger audience outside of punk and hardcore but it seems sort of like ethically tied to a lot of that uh the the kind of stuff from within that community so that's really exciting for me and it totally motivates me cuz um that's that's kind of I don't know that's kind of where I first like got my my start with illustration so nice what about you cam so um I guess, like, you know, I love reading comics. I read a lot of comics. I read probably too many, honestly. Um, There's probably way better things that I could do with my time. But I guess, like, when it comes from, like, publishing, I think it's cool that Fantagraphics is doing that Now book again. Because they were doing Mome in the mid-2000s where it's just, like, those bigger anthology books where it was, at the time, you know, a lot of cartoonists you didn't really see. But they now they're doing things, you know, more often. So it's kind of cool that they're doing another publication with, like, lesser-known cartoonists that, you know, I don't even want to say lesser-known because some of them are heavy hitters. But it's cool that we have, like, a semi-regular anthology that's coming out again from, like, somebody that has the ability to get into comic stores. But besides that, I think it's really just being able to what keeps me going when it comes to making comics is the fact that I get to, you know, see you all because, you know, it's cool to fucking make comics, but you know, when you're making comics, it's such an isolated world because it's you and your desk. And most of the time, you know, there's a very slim amount of people that you could talk to about this stuff on a real level. So being able to work so hard on something for, you know, X amount of months in the year and go into these shows, you know, a few weekends a year and interacting with the people in your community and, you know, people like you all where, you know, we don't get to see each other as much as, you know, I would like to see you all, but we do get to meet up, you know, pretty regularly and, you know, we get to see what one another's working on. So it all kind of pays off for me when you actually get to travel and be around other people that do this and see your friends that you've made. So I think that's what really brings me the most joy is just kind of getting to just take it on the road. Yeah, I mean, I my earliest memory of comic books was back when um back when you could buy a comic at 7-Eleven. Oh yeah, dude. Oh sick. Yeah. Uh and, I would and, go to California every summer when I was a kid and we don't have 7-Eleven in Kentucky, but yeah, I remember seeing the spinner racks in there all the time. Bought a couple issues of uh Sonic the Hedgehog. I think Archie was publishing it at the time. Shit. My my earliest comic stuff was uh through Nintendo Power. In every those monthly issues, they would have these insane comics that would run for like a stretch of the issues, but they would be corresponding with the new games that had come out. Uh, I was super into that kind of shit. Were there ever any uh, Earthbound comics in there? Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Dude. Pretty much any of those original games. Like, yeah, I have a, a, a compiled Zelda book that's all of the Zelda comics from the original Nintendo Power run. But um, besides that, also, my dad always just had all of the far side and Calvin and Hobbes stuff, which I was way, way into just like super, super non uh, I don't know, just like stuff that I thought was just hilarious and didn't even really seem super comic-y to me at the time. It just felt like like, I don't know, just like a humor book, I guess. Yeah, it was like if you went to the Scholastics, Scholastic Book Fair in the 90s, like it's they had every yeah. Calvin Hobbes and Garfield. So I feel like I was reading those books without even really realizing they were comics. Like I didn't process that Straight they were up. comics. They were just, you know, books that I were, was reading that were funny. Like you said, humor books. What were you uh, buying off the spinner rack, JB? Man, I'm trying to think. I remember the one of the earliest comics I ever bought with my own money at a 7-Eleven was I think the first issue of the uh, that Thanos story arc, um, where they introduce 
The Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, because it was like the issue where they introduced all these like evil doppelgangers, like all these twizzy evil <laughs> versions of all the all the Marvel superheroes. And then like like for example, there was like a twizzy Wolverine that was fighting Wolverine and a twizzy uh Iron Man that had like uh, a suit of armor that was made out of like um like a razor wire and shit like that. And uh actually the Spider Man doppelganger, he came from that one off little thing that they did with that storyline where it's Spider-Man, but he has like spider eyes and venom teeth and a tongue and has, um, four arms. I was going to say the multiple arms. Okay. Yeah. I recall that vaguely. Yeah. 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 Terrible. He showed up again. He showed up, he showed up again in, um, what was that? Uh, maximum carnage storyline. Was he in the cartoon too? Like the Fox, uh, Fox Saturday morning cartoons version. I feel like Peter uh, grew some know, arms or I something. Wanna, I want to say, yeah. I want to say yes, because they made an action figure of him. I was going to say, I remember the toy, dude. I remember the toy. I can picture yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because it came with like a little Venus flytrap thing and like yeah. a, a, a doppelganger pin. What do you think the twizziest comic is? You think it's like that Lenore book? Oh, look, dude. Yeah, Jonan <laughs> Vasquez for sure. Uh, yeah, Lenore, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh, yeah. Witchblade. Oh, dude. Witchblade. Yeah. Witchblade <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like ultimate twizzy in my opinion, because it's just, it's... Man, I think I don't know where it was, but I saw some interview with Megan Fox and she was talking about how like uh, how Witchblade was like her favorite comic book. Dude. Yeah. And they were like, I think it was like Megan Fox rumored to play Witchblade. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would genuinely watch that. That would be kind of badass. Do you think they would like CGI the costume on? (laughs) Like, you know, how like it was like this weird, like everything was exposed. But I get. Yeah, it was so crazy. You know what? It would be her. It would be her and like like um, like a patched together green suit yeah you know? probably so <laughs> just like with like like one right tit hanging out and that's all and everything <laughs> she's else got the, is just uh, all covered in green she's got like the lil kim from the vmas that one time oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes 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 you know what the twizziest image of all time probably is is uh the album issues by corn i don't know if you guys ever listened to that when you were younger but like the one where it was like For a drawing sure. of all the dudes in straight jackets if you haven't seen this drawing yeah yeah, yeah. it is the twizziest thing okay. i've ever seen in my life Twizzy drawing, but the concept was amazing. The fact that they literally, and it might have been a work, but they literally actually said, okay, you guys are going to design the next Corn album. And then they were like, oh man, there were so many good ideas. We're going to make four variants, which is like, <laughs> obviously like a way to make more money. But dude, I thought that was insane. There was that one that had the, the Straight Jackets one. I remember being like, damn, that one is so sick. Dude, you know what really sucks about that whole Corn thing? Um, the winners like did not get paid i'm pretty sure like i think that they no 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 it, they did it was a all. contest and it was like hey we're going to pick the best four pieces and uh you get flown to a corn show and we're going to have a signing for our album with your cover in your hometown i think a lot of them were like in, like one of them was like in high school it was like a young kid i know it and uh and i'm pretty sure that album this was still in that time when those kind of albums went like way way platinum like immediately like exactly like the, they made so much money on that album to like, be number 1 in the billboard at that time you had to like go platinum in a week pretty much and which is what they did and that got all the artists got paid nothing so you know you're selling millions of copies and you know of course these artists were just like hey here's some exposure for you we're going to sign records in your hometown which like <laughs> the album before McFarlane literally did the artwork for i wonder i mean obviously they paid McFarlane like for for uh, follow the leader oh you, you know, know like, todd got that, that money for free <laughs> yeah, todd got that sure. fucking money so, absolutely 
Hell yeah. Koi has a lot of comic crossover, now that I'm really thinking about it. Dude, talking about getting shafted, uh, Dylan, you had a tweet recently um, (laughs) where you were talking about uh, essentially, you know, people wanting you to do work for them. And when it comes to, you know, the financial aspect of it, you know, it's just silence. Do you all get this a lot? Yeah, I I do personally. I think it's because like, I don't know, there's like a lot of... uh, Sometimes I work with a lot of like punk or hardcore bands and I think that sometimes that might have like uh, an effect on it. But the thing is, it's like I can vibe with people being like, oh, okay, well, honestly, that's a little bit, you know, this is my budget or it's a little bit outside of my budget or something like that. But the thing is, it's like usually that it will be after like a long exchange you know, about all of the different metrics of the artwork, about all of the different colors, you know, about all all kinds of different concepts and all kinds of different hypotheticals. And so it's like, okay, like they're in my mind, it's like, oh, they're really serious about making this. They got all these ideas. So, you know, after talking about it and you're finally like, okay, for this kind of a project, my rate is going to be X. And then it's just crickets. It's like, honestly, I, I just, I don't even understand if they thought, that money wasn't going to come up or like, I don't know if they were just gathering Intel, like which, which could have been, you know, they might've just yeah. been gathering Intel on rates, you know, I don't know that or they just, yeah. Like you said, they just assumed you would have done it for free, which is, yeah, it seems more, more likely, which is, which is frustrating because a lot of these people will pay big money for tattoos. Like they would never scoff at a tattoo artist for being like, okay, this is how much it's going to be. But I feel like for artwork, um, a lot of times there's this mentality of like, I don't know, I, I'm good. It's going to get so much exposure or like, I, you know, the idea of paying for it sometimes seems foreign to people, which is weird, but. Yeah. I, which, I mean, again, that goes back to the previous discussion that me and Cam had about uh, evaluating your work and, and how it's kind of driven into your head that uh, you, the, since you do it as a, as something that you're passionate about, that you shouldn't be paid that you should be totally comfortable right. not getting anything from that work right they just Which think it's a just hobby. so crazy to me right right or even if they know that you do that for a living they just think well you love doing this so much so you should sure. do this for free and it's like what the fuck yeah. are you talking about like i'm sure there are chefs out there who love genuinely love cuisine and love cooking but if you fucking went to their place and be like, hey, yo, cook me this for free, they they would laugh at you. Yeah, because that's like a dumb, yeah, dumb I, fucking take to have. I worked in the restaurant industry for like six years, and I can actually, you know, attest to that. That uh, even like anybody that works in a kitchen never cooks for themselves. They usually eat a lot of shitty fast oh, food. Oh yeah, no, you know, they just don't want to do that shit. It's kind of like I don't draw. I'll draw to like you know keep the the muscles warmed up, if you will, but. I'm not, you know, usually if I'm going to sit down and draw, I try to draw for a purpose because though it is fun to me, um, I really don't want to sit around dicking around wasting time, you know, just drawing a bunch of stuff for nothing. So I guess it kind of, you know, cook never cooks for themselves. I'm not going to draw for free for you. Um, I actually recently, (laughs) do you guys ever work for family members? Have you guys ever had uh, any family members ask you for any work by any chance? Uh, no. I mean, when I was younger, uh, my, my mom Young, would, yeah. yeah, when I was younger, my mom would be like, draw this birthday card for X, Y, and Z. Yes. So yeah, but <laughs> yeah. other than that, not really. Dude, I actually had the... Yeah, my family's scared of my stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> I had a well, uh, great yeah, experience actually, I mean, recently well, I mean, with that. Um, I had a cousin uh, 
commissioned me to draw him and his boyfriend. And I gave him like a family discount though. But he like I was like, hey, you know, normally I would charge this, but I'm going to charge you this for two drawings. Is that okay? And he was like, absolutely. And I expected that conversation to go way south. But hey, it was a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant surprise. Oh, good for yeah. you. Dude. Well, I was going to say, Dylan, is like, uh, you know, your position as a comic artist and illustrator, given your like the type of work that you do, like considering your your family's background and stuff. It's like that's like a whole other fucking conversation, right? Like. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. For sure. And you touch about, I mean, obviously you talk about that in your work too, if anybody, if you're listening to this and you have not read any of Dylan's work, you, you, you should. It's, oh, thanks. it's fucking wild. Um, especially, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to talk on your behalf about your own work, but yeah, that's like. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a, <clears throat> in a pretty like, um, what would, what, what would be called a high demand religion? And uh, so a lot of my work is sort of, sort of like a the mirror image of that sort of on its head. So you know, I'm pretty much the classic example of the kid who wasn't allowed to watch certain movies. So when he finally had the opportunity, he went like for all the crazy ones and shit. So hell yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, going back to what we were talking about about being excited about comics. I mean, right <clears throat> right now, the only thing that I am genuinely excited about is just seeing the the new work that all of my friends are doing like i that's a kind of a shitty thing i i should be going out and like consuming as much as i can and like supporting as many artists as i can but you know i i don't have that much money so i'm not yeah. i can't really be thrown around uh uh you know ducats back you know left and right getting <laughs> trades and every weekly issue and whatnot but uh i will say that people that we work with a lot and see a lot at these events um just Getting to see that process of from initial concept to thumbnailing to penciling and then inking, like for example with Marina, who we will have on that on the show uh, eventually. Nice. Uh, but watching her work, and I've seen her do this before because oh, she's like on her Instagram. You mean? Yeah, well, just in general, just in general. Oh, but yeah. yes, because uh, like I mean, she's, I would say, out of all of us combined, probably the most. Um, uh, <laughs> What what would the word I'm looking for like, like uh, successful technical. proficient all of those things yes but I mean like more productive in the sense oh, of her output dude absolutely dude I watch her Instagram stories and she's just cranking she's cranking out pages and it's like it's like high it's like intense pages with like lots of details it's stuff yeah, lots of line work a lot of it's like a yeah. line work I feel yeah. like I'm watching a master class in cartooning when I watch her little clips and um, I yeah. feel like such a nerd because like I'll always even just like respond I'll be like this is so great like I can't even help myself because I just feel <laughs> yeah, like somebody dude, deserves recognition for their work if it's that good like I'm just blown away watching that stuff like play out even though it's like little I'll 10, watch 15 the kind clips. of pens she uses sorry dude no, oh sorry. no you're fine yeah no absolutely that's what you got to do you got to figure out what people are using you know so you can get those tools oh yeah, yeah. i feel that but no yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't know just like seeing seeing stuff go from initial idea and concept to you know watching it form into an actual comic and then you know couple months later you have that book in your hand and that's uh, that is to me very very satisfying i mean obviously as an art as a comic artist and creator we all have that moment where we have the initial idea and then somewhere down the road we finally have it in our hands and it's done and that's like a very like that that high that you have like that five minute moment where you really feel like you've accomplished something <laughs> is in my opinion one of the key motivators for doing all this stuff Absolutely. but i think that 
that feeling is even larger when you see it in another person whose work you admire, you know? Oh, for sure. So, oh, especially yeah. if you know them on a personal level, too, because, like, you, oh, you root for yeah, them that much more, yeah. you know? Um, I like that you said five minute because for me personally, it's like I get I open that box up from the printer and I hold it and I'm like, oh, man, this was, you know, six months of work right here. This is what it all was for. But then like you're right. It's five minutes because for me personally, after five minutes, I'm finding shit wrong with it. Things I would have fucking done differently. I'm already (laughs) thinking about what I want to do next. Yeah. And then also it's great, too, because then you'll see like strangers at a tabling event, like a zine fest or a comic event, comic convention, and they'll pick it up and they'll flip foot flip through it and they could very well easily consume it in under an hour and and then in it's under done. 10 minutes and then right minutes. right right yeah, yeah. and me. you're just like kind of like oh man what mm-hmm. what am i yeah. doing that's uh <laughs> Dude, what am I doing? there was an interview i read with frank miller and uh i think it was frank miller yeah it was frank miller i think where he was like you know the average time spent with a comic book is you know seven to ten minutes when i my approach to writing is is i want you to take 10 to 15 I was like, that's yeah. so wow. shitty. <laughs> you know, it's like this thing that I worked for half a year on. You're done with it in 10 minutes. Dude, yeah. Ugh. To JB's point a little bit earlier, though, like I work with like occasionally like at work or something like that. It'll come up where people will talk about comics or cartooning and people will people will talk about their favorite stuff. And it's always like, you know superhero stuff and in my head when people ask me like who are your favorites in my head it's it's like all of my friends you know what i mean it's like it's like jb and marina and cam and 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 stuff like that so for sure like honestly being able to literally like interact with people who are doing it and meet people on that personal level like it makes the work that much more vital it's like right in my head all the time you know, like I'm not even trying. I'm trying to like impress this this group of people who are making comics as well, rather than almost like rather than certain like regular audience people, I guess, if that makes sense. No. I, yeah. I mean, it's nice. I, it's nice to have strangers like it, like look at your work and, and say nice things. But um, when it comes from somebody that you either see as an equal or somebody who's like, you know, ahead of the curve. Uh, then I feel like that that resonates a bit more. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Not to say, uh, I mean, not to say again, not to downplay when, because like as somebody who doesn't have a huge following, it it does mean a lot, regardless if you know who you are, or what you do, for you to buy my work in any capacity and and say nice things. Like that's always appreciated. But it's a different thing when it comes from a, another creator or somebody that you are friends with and follow because you know it comes from an, a, a place that is very very genuine or at least like you can trust absolutely unquestionably what they have to say about your work and it right. it means that much more you know i'm not hating on my readership you know i think i do get a kick out of uh someone coming to my table and actually making the sale you know because it means that a complete stranger felt this my book resonated enough to want to take home with them you know so that's always like really cool but um, you're right. You know, I, especially, you know, me personally, I've been given my books out to, you know, s- creators that I know for six years now. And I feel like the first, like last year and the year before were like the first time that like my work, I felt like it was a place of like genuine, like compliments were coming from a genuine place. You know, other times it was like, yeah, this wasn't, you know, you could tell that it was kind of like a hollow compliment, but you're right. It means that much more when someone that you respect, 
and that you're rooting for says something nice about your works. So there's just, some, it's like, it's got a whole other level to it that, you know, selling a book to a stranger doesn't have, I don't know if it keeps you going. Uh, you know, it just makes you feel that the work you're, you've done already is, you know, paying off. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I think this is probably a good time to take a quick break. And, uh, okay. and then when we get back, we will further discuss, I don't know what the fuck, what, what was our next segment? Um, fuck. <laughs> so we've done, dating. we've yeah, dating. So, uh, the next segment is going to be about dating. And I don't really have much okay. to really shed on this because I've been with Alicia for like fucking. I mean, four that's years. a good thing. But that's I a brought good her comparison to a show. Contrast, yeah. Well, I brought yeah. her to a show, and she'll never go to another one, so I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I think this is a good time for a break, and then when we come back, we will discuss uh, one of the many things that um, maybe you, as a reader, don't know about, and that is uh, what it's like being a comic artist or cartoonist and uh dating because uh it's it's uh it's a whole other thing in my opinion okay uh we'll be right back we'll be right back Uh, yeah, okay, so hey, we're back, and we are going to go ahead and discuss uh, a very complicated issue, and that's love. Uh, specifically, what it's like to be a comic artist, a cartoonist, or whatever and uh dating what what's the love life like as a as a comic artist is it as sad as it probably sounds um the answers uh and more uh right now what's up uh guys i know some of you here uh, are not bachelors uh, Cam. so let's talk about that let's talk about let's talk about what it's like being married to a comic artist i mean specifically what is it like um, i'm not married <laughs> <laughs> being a comic <laughs> come on Cam what's it like being married yeah what's that like what, what, no, what was it like writing your vows down on the back of a, of a wizard magazine you, you fucking dork <laughs> we did a cosplay wedding um, I dressed as Hulk and nice. she dressed as She-Hulk Deadpool hell yeah oh, my Deadpool best man yeah my best man was uh, Deadpool <laughs> yeah dude no, um, yeah, I've been in a long-term relationship, and uh, you know, my girlfriend will uh, see me working all the time. We live together, so um, I'm actually in kind of like an ideal situation, actually, that probably doesn't exist for a lot of people, or maybe it does, and I could just be ignorant. But we live two very separate lives. Like we have two separate friend groups, and we're civil with one another, and we spend time with one another. But our social lives are completely different, and. Um, you know, I'm able to actually like, you know, work and draw and, you know, she'll watch TV in the living room. So there's no real interference when it comes to like working there. Um, and, you know, she'll joke around like if it's like a month or so before the show, uh, we have two dogs and 
she talks to the dogs because who doesn't talk to their fucking dogs? But um, she'll talk to the dogs right. and be like, well, guys, uh, dad's going to be real neglectful to the family now. Like, you know, and she'll make little jokes. And I don't think there's anything like, you know, they sound it sounds like it's passive aggressive. But, you know, if you know my girlfriend, she means well and it's just all a joke. But um, I did take her to Chicago Zine Fest when we first started dating. Um, She tabled with me and uh, sat there all day and she was really supportive. And I think she that's where I met her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was like 2016 or 17. I forget which year. Cam, Cam, please never talk to that man again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I mean, she just made conversation with like uh, my table mates, not even my table mates, the people that were tabling next to me. Um, but now if I ask her if she wants to go to a comic show now that like, you know, that whole newness of dating is worn off. It's like the last yeah. thing that she wants to do. It's <laughs> she's like, uh, somebody's got to stay with the dogs, you know, and before, you know, we found a babysitter. But uh, yeah, she uses the dogs to get out of it. But I don't think th- she's very supportive of the work that I do. And, um, you know, she'll admit that, you know, she's. I'll ask her how something looks and I kind of ask actually like picking her brain because she doesn't really read comics at all. I think the only comics that she reads are mine. And it's when I'm like, Hey, look at this, you know, does this color look right here? So it's kind of cool to have like an untrained eye look at it to like, I guess, stimulate like the normal consumer. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, she's supportive and, uh, but no, she doesn't want to go on the road anymore. And I understand why. I mean, that's fucking imagine just being a normal person and having to sit behind a table for eight hours at a fucking small press show or a zine fest. Like it's probably a nightmare situation and then have to act like it's cool because you just started dating that person. So you have to act like you're so supportive about it. But no, we're past that point in our relationship now. Yeah, I mean, I I I would imagine I I mean, you're you're taking her to like a one day event, too. So that's got to be way better than an actual major comic convention where it's like a three or four day thing. And they that that's got to be like a like a deal breaker right <laughs> like if it was a f- three or four day of that nonsense actually um alicia said that uh she would want to go to spx next year only because the fact that there's a bar in the hotel and she thought that it looked <laughs> fun like when i was sending her like pictures of like the catering she was like this is unlike any other comic show i've ever seen you you know go to i'm like yeah this is pretty crazy you know you're not sitting behind a rickety table <laughs> with a folding chair that would be used at the wrestling event the next night um, so she did express interest in going to SPX, but only to just drink and, you know, pro- nothing at all to do with the comics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't blame her. Shit. But yeah, like it's normal- funny, though, that she would want to go just to drink. <laughs> she's a she's a drinker. Yeah, she likes drinking. I mean, who who of us who of us does not enjoy for sure, man, fucking getting blackout drunk at a comic convention? <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's like the only time I drink now, you know? Um, I, I used to drink. No, true. How else am That's I going to work yeah. up the nerves to go dance at SPX Prom unless I'm totally fucking bombed, man? <laughs> Did you go to that? We all went to it, like, as it was ending. You remember? Don't you remember? Yeah, I do not fucking remember that. Oh, man, yeah. It, it was, uh, there was a disco ball, and it was like, I remember Space Jam, yeah. the Space Jam song and there was like is what I remember. like people but... dancing, and they, oh, I hope yeah. I don't know them. They all just looked like they were really sloppy drunk, though. Yeah. I don't remember. Man, I was pretty fucking tore up by then. I don't. This year, we gotta, we gotta get you guys hooked up. We're looking for love at the SPX prom. Oh God! You get you get you get blackout drunk, and you instead of writing your phone number, you write your table number on their hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God! Yeah, I don't. I I'll just buy a flashlight and bring that with me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, um, okay, so now that we know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship with another human being, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, job, yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, what you just described, that is such a rarity. It's the ideal, man. It's what we all want. It's the rarity in that you, you, you both have separate lives. You both love each other, obviously, but you also understand that you, you don't need to be attached at the hip. You don't need to consume the other person. That's not a relationship. That's like something else. You know? Yeah, and I think that's honestly why it's been so long. I've uh, been dating. Uh, this is my longest relationship that I've ever had, and I would always get bored in like six months to a year at most. Um and, you know, this one just works because, like you said, it's kind of rare. I've never had a situation like this before. So definitely unique um, and positive. You know, we have. So she she got any like minded friends or what's up? What's up Cam? <laughs> Man. So uh, she works uh, at a makeup like a place where they do like facials and like brow waxing and stuff. And there's some honeys in there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, right. if, you, if you come to Kentucky Fried Zine Fest this year, we might be mm. able to, you know. Set up a version of the come down to Louisville. Yeah, set up a version of the dating game for Mort Crimp Jr. <laughs> Shit. No, I. Uh, I mean, I think it is tough with the freelance schedule and then working a full time, full time job, uh, trying to coordinate and like. I mean, I have a hard enough time just coordinating time to hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. Let, let alone trying to get my dick wet. Like, that shit is not happening for the most part. <laughs> and the only time that it does yeah. happen, it is like 100% unplanned on my... I had no... I had zero say in that in that process. Sure. I was just along for the okay. ride. Yeah, I was... Just, yeah, I was basically just like, sure, I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, because I, I was in a long-term relationship, like, like you, Cam, but... Um, yeah, it just didn't work. I was just like not able to coordinate my time well enough, I guess, or something. And I just, yeah, just didn't work. Just didn't work out. So I, I, right now for the last year and a half, two years, I've been mostly just focused on, you know, my work and dating has kind of taken a back seat for the most part, but, uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm open to the idea of like dating people, obviously, but it would have to be one of those things where we both are on the same page. Like, look, this is, this is what you'll probably have to expect because of my schedule. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, that's really. And a lot of people just aren't game for that and understandably so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really my experience is like the first thing is like a lot of people, uh, I mean, when you tell them that you are a comic artist or a cartoonist, First, it's like reframing, like, you know, what that really means. Like when you say comic artists, reframing, like we're not talking about superheroes generally. We're talking about, you know, the kind of stuff that we make. And yeah, also yeah, yeah. the scale, like helping people understand like, oh, yeah, but I still also work like a, a different job because this actually like doesn't pay me shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like I'm struggling with this. But also I'm never going to fucking see you because all I'm going to be doing is this. So it's not like I'm this like investment banker who's going to be gone all the time. But when we, when we do hang out, I have all of this stuff to offer. It's like, you know, it's a glass half empty on all fronts. basically. Right. It's like, I'm going to be gone for three weeks because I'm going to be paid, you know, $0.5 million. Not, uh, I can't hang out for three weeks because I have to work on my book, my comic about 
about you know mutants and i have to <laughs> right. i have to get it i have to send it to the printer three weeks before this event or else or else what am i doing you know it's just that shit it's like fuck what a- and it's almost like i kind of try to stray away from talking about it too much with Same. people unless i know unless i know that it's not going to be a thing where uh, i'm like showing my hand too quickly here um because if somebody fucking comes up to you, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cartoonist. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, dude, that's like, man, like literally the fucking well just is dry as as the <laughs> desert. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's the same as like, well, I mean, and again, I can't. May, maybe that's all on me because like um, I'm saying I'm I'm like trying to find ways where I don't actively reveal the fact of what I do while also wearing um a fucking lij shirt so like what what room do i have to say about like Dude, yeah. the dateability of myself it's i don't know <laughs> well at least the lij yeah. shirt isn't like immediately recognizable like to like a normal sure. person you know it, it's still right, right. It's, anybody in our group would know what an lij shirt is but like your standard you know person on the street they may not know what lij is so i think you're okay yeah it's 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 not like wearing like a um a John Cena shirt, right? I get, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you meet a girl, Fuck. you, and you know, got a purple actually, and yellow, you, know you can't mm. see me shirt on. Oh man! Oh, I was just yes. leaving the gym. It's an old shirt. Yeah. I actually want to show up to a date wearing like just dressed to the nines, and then like taking off my t- all my top layers, and it's just that John Cena shirt. <laughs> you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> just to, just to, just for the content just for the reaction oh man Amazing. yeah so like uh one thing that i kind of missed i guess was like the whole like tinder thing um mainly because i was in a relationship and then i got out of a relationship when tinder was kind of new and it just kind of i don't know there was something kind of strange about it like i had a lot of friends around me using it but I would use it when I would go out of town and my bio would be like, uh, not really here to hook up, but if you want to grab a bite to eat and hit a museum. And I would literally just go on these like day dates with like random girls. But you all are, do you all actively use dating apps? Like my experience with it is so I've never actually like consummated the Tinder. <laughs> hookup, sure. You know, so yeah. active. Uh, yeah. I meet people, meet people via the apps, which is like, Another question is like, do you put it in your in your dating profile? I tend to just put like Illustrator, you know what I mean, like on my on my actual pro on my actual dating profile. But that's just. Are me. you on the apps, JB? I was, yeah, do, I was on Tinder. Do you for a minute? Do you put that you're an Illustrator or even acknowledge it in your bio? No, I usually just put in "Welcome to Hell" in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was a joke, but that is genuinely what I put down in my bio. Dude, I bet I bet that honestly gets reaction. Dude, dude, like would people message you? No, about it? no, no. It would get oh. a reaction if I was like a tall, skinny white dude. Oh, well, but, I'm gonna try it. Uh, I am not a tall white man. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm a five nine Asian man, like very clearly, visibly an Asian guy. Hold and, on, I'm uh, writing this down. Welcome to hell. I'm going to uh, put it in my profile. And being in the Midwest, is. man, being in the Midwest, that is like, that is a no-go. That is like, <laughs> you oh, are man. either, either you're going to get somebody that like is one of, one out of a billion or um somebody that will 
that is in it for a very specific reason, aka fetishization, which is, you know, fine, I guess. Uh, do you run into that? Like, Asian fetish people? Yeah, man, it's like, on, it's date, on every- date an Asian? It's on every dating app thing. You can call- I mean, you can see that shit. And I think it's a- maybe it's a little more visible with, like, with white men um, and, and Asian women- uh, but okay. Oh, for sure. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's definitely a whole subset of like white women who will actively go after just Asian men. Um, and I mean, I it's like you know, it's fine having a preference, but like that's a that goes from beyond just being a pattern to like you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So on your first dates off Tinder, do you generally let your date know that you're a cartoonist? Does it come out? Is it a fifty-fifty thing? Are you upfront about it? Or not Tinder, any oh, kind of dating app. You know, my I just yeah, say Tinder. I'm, I'm trying to, to think of, of what my last Tinder date was, where that that would have even come up. Actually, honestly, for me recently, yeah, it it usually comes up because inevitably it's like, well, what do you do for in your free time? What do you do for fun? And like, I don't know. Like when I say like, well, I do art, I, I usually like have to specify from there. You know, what kind? And then you know, but I really try to keep it as high level as possible. Like, honestly, my my work is a little bit like niche. So like even describing it, I feel like I have to give all this context and backstory. So, yeah, I don't know. Really, honestly, the only reason I bring it up is not because I want to be like, oh, I'm an illustrator and I think that that would be attractive to you. It's it's mostly so that I have a way to be like, I'm going to be busy and broke like all the time. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> I think that is the key word is being busy while also not making any money from being that busy. Exactly. That's, I think, a thing where like as as, you know, somebody on the other on the other side of that table on a, on a blind date, you're just like, the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> Oh, dude! Yeah, for sure. They like text their friends. Uh, He said he draws comics. He's a fucking dork. He's poor and he's busy all the time. What is that? (laughs) He's never around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He asked me to pick up the bill. (laughs) Oh my god! He asked to split the bill. (laughs) But he did draw me this nice picture on this napkin. Yeah. (laughs) He wouldn't make eye contact with me. I I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man, it's not uh it's not, i don't know how i've ever been on any dates as a comic artist or cartoonist to be honest with you and yet it does yeah. it does happen and like you know it's a law of averages i guess like some some will eventually play out in your favor but oh yeah man. I I get, know, man. like as the world gets closer to ending as we're all getting older everybody just feels more desperation and that will work in our favor and that's really <laughs> yeah. what I'm hoping well for, also so. that works more in your favor as a man <laughs> yeah you, yeah, that's true. you that's going true. into your 40s is somehow and I don't I'm not saying I agree with this and I don't even understand it but it's like definitely more socially acceptable to be in your late 30s early 40s dating some some 20 year old something or other but if you're a woman or whatever, uh, you know, if you're a heterosexual woman and you are actively trying to date dudes and you're going into your late 30s and 40s, you are going to probably attract a very specific type of person. Um, yeah. Speaking of fetish. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean, I'm not saying that's right. It's just it is a it is a thing that you can see in, in dating circles. Um so I'm, I for one am just very, very, very much looking forward to going into my, my, my gray hair days and, um, just being 
being that guy, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's a very, that is like stupidly optimistic. Now that I think about it, that shit ain't happening on, on my part. I'm, I'm just going to, you don't think you're going to get gray hair. Come on. I think. it'll happen. <laughs> Oh, the gray. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I see what you did there, Dylan. <laughs> Are you saying that you're going to be the guy with gray hair that's dating a 20 year old? No, I'm I mean, I'm saying hypothetically that would be great, but I know that's not the reality of how that's actually going to play out on my end. If you quit comics and did something that made money, it probably would. Sure. If I like went back to school <laughs> for like business or like law or something. Sure. Yeah. I, I can go manage yeah, a fucking, yeah. uh, uh, someone's stocks or fucking whatever the fuck it is. But yeah. Do you, are there many, there's not really many like comics couples. Like the only one, like I'm trying to think of them right now. The only one that I can think of are like the Allreds. I know Mike Allred, oh. you know, draws and Laura colors his stuff, but I don't really know of any like creators. There's that a couple. Are, yeah. Uh, who else is there? Um, well, the Allreds are Mormon, aren't they? M- I Dude, don't know. I- you would know more than I would on that. Uh, Dude, I, that's, a, it's, I, I Let's swear. I'll look it, okay, I'll look hold it on. Up. I don't want to just be. I feel, that's a Mormon last name, and I swear I saw that they got the Mormon Letters Award one year. Uh, Michael Allred, uh, Mormon artist, Mormonism. This is yep. uh, dang man, I can sniff it out. Mike Allred is a Mormon. The Mormon Wiki, yeah. So Mike Allred is a pop art style comic book artist and writer. You can't sneak uh, it past see. me. I can always sniff it out. Allred Mike is a, Allred's a Mormon. Yeah, Allred is a member. <laughs> what? Hang on, here you what go. The fuck? <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> Allred is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and wrote and drew The Golden Plates, an adaptation of the Book of Mormon. His wife, Oh, my God. Um, wait, wait, wait. Was that a book or a, or a cartoon? Well, it says an adaptation of The I, Golden Plates. Uh, we can look it up. I wonder if I had that growing up. Oh, dude, here's know. another Mike Allred fun fact. His wife, Laura, is often his, col- uh, excuse me, is often his colorist. He has a color deficiency, yeah. color blindness, so it's difficult for him to distinguish between colors. So he's colorblind and Mormon. Mike Allred, fun facts for you all. Hell yeah, he's man. fucking learned this on the show. Mormon, the golden that is so plates. wild. I, 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 you know, and and again, you never know how up to date it is. It's a very, very fluctuating religion, so maybe not anymore. But this is at uh, one point he did a book in two thousand four called The Golden Plates, and it's a trade paperback. It's adaptation and art. This is the Amazon description: adaptation and art by Michael Allred. Who's the publisher? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Figure out if it's Mormon, like if it's a Mormon publisher or not. Oh. Triple uh, A Pop is who the publisher is, but it says here, oh man, here's the here's the description where the past reveals the future and proves that God exists. The breathtaking yeah. adventure, romance, terror, joy, and power of the Book of Mormon begins here. Dude, hell yeah, this rules. Yeah. So Dylan, I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> It's dude. He's he's honestly one of my favorite cartoonists. So I'm kind of like having a breakdown right now, processing all this on the show. Um, Dylan, you got to get this book though, and let me look at it. I think I, I'm fairly it's interested. Seven dollars so. even says on here uh, suggested U.S. <laughs> uh, man, retail. I'm going to wait till it goes down to three fifty, and then I might move on it. <laughs> dude, I, I bet you if you lot, wrote the church, they probably have some boxes. Probably. You know, Damn. This is crazy. Oh, dude, there's multiple volumes. There's three volumes of it. All right, all right. Enough of this deep dive in Mormon shit. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm over it already. I'm fucking over it. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Any other comics couples? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't know. think of any. Oh, uh, comics couples. I mean, there's uh, Sarah, Sarah Dyer, and uh, Evan Dorkin. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, and then I guess uh, I know Matt Fraction's dating uh, fuck Kelly something or married yeah. to. Um, that's and another there's one. a Don, Don. I think his name is. He's a comic writer. He did like that Thanos run recently in the Venom run. Donnie Cates. Donnie, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's like dating a comic artist. I think. Oh, I okay. want to say. I don't know. Oh, there's uh, um. What uh, David and Maria Lapham did Stray Bullets. I I don't know what Maria does, but I know that like. She helps him with the books somehow, actually. I don't know if yeah. she's like an editor or something like that, but yeah. There's also uh, Steve. C- I mean, Steve is Steve's still into comics. I mean, he still writes, I guess, for the most part. But he's he's married and uh, his wife is a, a really well-known comic illustrator. Who is this? Steve she, does, she does all the covers for uh, the Wonder Woman book. Um, uh, Jenny, Jenny Friesen. And who's Steve? What was Steve's last name? Steve, uh, Steve Seeley. S-E-E. Yeah, his brother Tim is also a artist, writer guy. Yeah, I know Tim. He does a lot of DC stuff right now. I think for Batman, maybe? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's something I I don't remember, honestly. But I know know Steve more than I do Tim. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a couple, I guess. They're there. I mean, they exist and they, they they make it work clearly. I don't know. I think I could date a writer. I don't know if I could date an artist. They'd have, you know, going back to that, they'd have to be worse <laughs> than me. But a writer, no problem. I want to date a wrestler. Sure, we all do. I want to date someone that can whoop my ass. Absolutely. <laughs> I want some. I want to. Sure. I want to date a woman that will just like a fucking deadlift German me into a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the dream. Yeah, like when I'm when I'm in my twilight years, I'm just like, like, please, just do it. Just. Absolutely. Fucking show me the way to King's Road and just drop me on my head. Dude, who will just cut my forehead open for me and then hit me so I get that color. Hell yeah. <laughs> just get, get me straight up. Imagine doing that at your wedding ceremony. <laughs> oh my god, you, that'd be so You gig sick. the night before and they punch you in the forehead. Gig backs, yeah, you gig backstage and you walk out, then she hits you, you fall down, you bleed everywhere, everybody's going crazy. Hell yeah. So happy. Hell yeah. So joyful. <laughs> yeah, the winner gets